and welcome to Five Star Potential, Football Manager Podcast brought to you by the team at WeStream FM. How is everyone this fine Sunday evening? If you are listening to us live on Twitch, if you aren't and you're catching us on iTunes or indeed SoundCloud or anywhere else that podcasts are listed, hopefully you're going to enjoy this ram-packed show we have for you today. Uh, I'm joined by more members of the WeStream FM crew, as per usual. Mr. Toby, how are you today, sir? Glorious. I'm glorious. How are you? I'm wonderful, sir. Excellent stuff. Uh, who is next on the list? I think Mr. Dave Azapardi deserves a mention. Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are you all going? I think I think I'm grand. Hopefully everyone else is grand. Is Mr. Curti grand? I'm always grand, Matthew. Lovely to, lovely to speak to you again. It's been a while. It's been a while. And uh, unfortunately, Mr. Doop isn't here this weekend. He's swanning off into far reaches of England, maybe Spain. Who knows? He's he, he's not here, basically. But we do have the delightful tones of Mr. Viking Dan. Hello, sir. Hello. The ringer again. The ringer. Well, <laughs> you'd say you say the ringer. Um your well, quiz performance that, last time you were here you were here would uh... well, yeah, I didn't know that'd be good, wouldn't it? But... <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um hopefully hopefully things are golden with everyone. Uh this week uh we've had an international break. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, uh, we've had a bit of time to recuperate and regenerate from the uh, from well everything, I suppose, in terms of our sort of quick introduction to the Premier League football, and we've also had a transfer window to get through. So um, we've had also had a bit of football manager news this week. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has seen it. It's a bit of a Twitter announcements. Has anyone else seen those sort of knocking around? Yeah, I've seen a couple of little announcements. I said this at the time, but I didn't really think there were much in the way of announcements. But uh, I'm, I'm sure you're alluding to, uh, to I think it was ESPN, and they put up some graphics for who had spent the most money this year in Europe. And FM jumped on board and said, yeah, we've got something similar <clears throat> for FM18. Um, and I'm not sure, I said this at the time, and I think I was talking to Dave within, within the Discord, and uh, I said... I'm not quite sure that I would call it a feature, but more just of a different way of laying out the information we pretty much already have at hand. Yeah, I think that's what it was. A lot of the a lot of the stuff was sort of features or kind of <clears throat> aspects that are already on the game, but they're kind of just rejigging them just so they're easier to use or look a little bit nicer on the screen. I think, which is cool because you know it's change, you know, and and changing if if it's using the same uh, the same information. Hopefully, one would hope that it's not taking them too much time and too much effort. Uh, from from a development perspective, to just implement them looking slightly differently, just to make them a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think um, I, I mean they they dropped. I think well, we'll talk about it later on. Uh, I think they dropped three, four, maybe five of them, just little different ones. And I think it was just to up some sort of engagement as well during transfer deadline day as well for them, just to make people aware that they well what's going to be going on with the new game. I think. Yeah. 
I mean, especially yeah, with I the think. excitement of deadline day as well, people like uh, to talk about that sort of thing. The only, the only yeah. one, I mean, I'm all, as I say, I'm all for it. I mean, if it's just a, a it, I'm pretty sure it's just a different way of showing us who spent what money, and I think that's great. I just think a few people on Twitter sort of jumped on and said, "Yeah, new feature, new feature." I'm like, well, uh, yeah. I'm quite sure, new feature, just just a. Uh, a redressing of a, a component that's already available in the game. I that's the was... thing. As oh, long sorry, as this Dan. isn't a, uh, like, is what, what going forward will be classed as a new feature, <laughs> is, then it'll be okay. As long as that's not what a new feature is going to be, is things look a little bit different, but it's essentially still the same. But th- I'm with you there, Dan. I think that, they... was it. that was my concern, that there was people getting very excited about about a feature that really was, was, was very featureless, I felt. So... But uh, but we already heard that you know features are going to be coming towards the end of this calendar month. So I think that was more just a little. Oh, we'll just give them a little teaser, you know, of something that we've changed. Um, and hopefully they've changed changed a lot more. But I think some of the stuff they announced was already in the game, wasn't it? Like you could offer players contracts from your inbox. It's like, well, I can do that anyway. I am growing very conscious of time, gents. So I'll have to call it there. But thank you very much. That was a lovely little discussion. So last week we uh, predicted the Eng- oh, the Malta England game, and that uh, went as sort of expected for one of our our lucky panelists slash representatives of WeStream FM, and it, and it came in the surprising form of Toby. You got it, Bob boom, on. Boom, no, boom. you got it, Bob on. That that's the 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 only thing he didn't get right. He said four nil, but Harry Kane wouldn't score. Yeah. So, yeah. what he failed to take Probably into account the game was, yeah, that he thought it was still it's August. It's not August. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. I mean, in my defence, I've got my days mixed up. We had that extra one day in August. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's it. Yeah, you you got thrown by that, but never mind. Um, so he's decided he's going to hopefully start scoring for Spurs. Less so for the Arsenal fans, I'm assuming. I'm assuming, but never nevertheless, um, I, I've got a soft spot for Harry Kane purely because of his uh, impressions for me in the uh, in the uh, Spurs save I've been doing uh, prior to he he would bang in twenty goals a season. See, I'm able to bring this prediction back round into Football Manager. So uh, this week we are having the uh, Manchester City Liverpool game. I'm not sure if I've got that right the right way round the home or away leg. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, you were you're correct. Yes, I thought I had. See, <laughs> I, something would tell you that I, this hasn't been prepared beforehand. It actually had. <laughs> I just couldn't remember which way round it was. Um, so. Unlike last time, I'm going to start off because what we do is we will face off against each other with our predictions and we'll also face off against Football Manager. Now, in Dupe's absence, Dave Azapardi has taken on the role of uh, the simulation for Football Manager. So if we start off with the Football Manager prediction first and then we'll work our way through ours. Yeah, so in that Football Manager, Manchester City beat Liverpool two goals to nil and the goal scorers were Gabriel Jesus and Kevin De Bruyne. Lovely. Comprehensive. That is comprehensive. I like that. That's nice. I mean, I'll, I'm, I'll take the, the job role from uh, Deep for future episodes if needs be. Oh, look at this. He's already vying for position. Air. Oh, look at this. The officer. I, I bet he's <laughs> listening as well. He's like, oh, you can stay away from my job. Russell. Stay away from my <laughs> job. Um, Mr. Curti, we'll start with you and then we'll, we'll we'll loop back round to Dave at the end to, to tail it off. What do you think? Well, Liverpool um, have quite well, quite famously now, and especially Jurgen Klopp got a very good record in games in the against top six clubs. Uh, and Man City have been susceptible to l- sort of big defeats against uh, against their sort of top six rivals as well. So I'm I'm going to possibly go against the trend, 
I'm going to go for a Liverpool 3-1 win. Ooh, that's strong. Well, I like to be bold. <laughs> you, well, <laughs> you've got a, a very nice head of hair, though, so... Have you got a swimming cap you wear on, on occasion? See, see, I say bald, so, you know, that, that's, that's not as funny to me. <laughs> right, let's move on. <laughs> so, well, I, well I, the thing is, though, I'm trying, I'm trying to bring this little boldness thing in because our, our next one, uh, Mr. Viking Dan, it's your turn to bring Cheers, mate. To, <laughs> you've got more facial hair than head hair, but alas, it, yeah, you, you suit, do, it suits you well. Legit upside down head. <laughs> <laughs> you are like, um, who... Uh, is it Guess Who? You're like one of those yeah. guys out of that. But never mind. What is your prediction, sir? Um, well, similar to the last time I did a prediction where I think there's going to be lots of goals. Um, <laughs> yeah, just get me in for these games. Uh, I think it might be like a 3-2. Both both teams, not the most stable in defence. Both like to attack. So I could see... Uh, I, I think Liverpool will win. Um, I think it might be a 3-2 or, or, or something high-scoring. I don't, I, I don't see... Liverpool keeping a clean sheet though, not with uh, who City have got up front. Hmm, that's worrying, very worrying. Um, Mr. Tobes. Yes, sir. What what do you what do you reckon is going to go on in this in this game that we're predicting? Well, I actually thought I was going to be going against the grain, but it seems as though the vast majority of us are on the same wavelength. And I thought Curtie was going to go for my prediction off the bat, and he didn't. I'm going for two one Liverpool. Um, I think I think City as of yet haven't settled, and I think Liverpool are beginning to settle. Uh, and I think much like Curtie alluded to before, with Klopp's tactic and the way it works against a team that likes to advance up the pitch, Liverpool will be able to work with that. And uh, as I say, for me, two-one. Lovely stuff. Right. So for my prediction, I think it's. See, I know everyone else is wanting to go against the grain. I wanted to also go against the grain, really. I, I've been sort of semi-impressed by the uh, the likes of City so far this season, um, albeit there by their sort of faltering start. But I think, yeah, I I can't look past, especially with the new signings. I think that's going to be the most interesting thing. Who is he going to start? Is he going to start Oxlade Chamberlain in the centre? That, for me, would be beautiful. I remember watching him play for Southampton in League One from centre midfield, and he was he was awesome. Um, did, so hopefully... Did you see Oxlade-Chamberlain's quote this week? I haven't seen I saw it. It. Oh, it was <laughs> absolutely, absolutely phenomenal. He said... Uh, he said, "Yeah, we're going into you know we're going into this Man City game full of confidence after we beat Arsenal four nil last week." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Absolutely Excellent. superb. Excellent. Right. Well, my my prediction. I think I'm going to go slightly less less rambunctious. I'm going to go for a two one Liverpool. So that that's all of the predictions so, locked in. So we've predicted the same. Apart from. Apart from Mr. Dave Azapardi, because I forgot we were looping around, because he's done the yeah. FM one, he hasn't done his own, so we better get his in. I'm actually, I'm going to go against everyone. I'm going to go for a one nil Man City, and I'll t- I'll take all the if if uh, if they do end up uh, winning next week, I could take all the points on the prediction table, get myself uh, on there quite nicely then. <laughs> prediction table, yeah. Well, you do. I mean, you're not doing too well in the in the quizzes, so it'd be nice to see you know you pick oh, something. Oh, here up. he goes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to pick some points up somewhere, Dave. Yeah, don't worry, Dave. I'm here today. You'll uh, you'll finish above me. 
Right, okay. Well, that's the predictions over. Now, uh, this is... I, I would say, uh, other than Curtis quiz, this is one of my favourite sections that we do, which is the team meeting. We have a nice little roundtable discussion about issues surrounding Football Manager. Uh, and it's been a topical week this week with the, the transfer window closing. So I think it makes sense to... Uh, to discuss transfers generally within Football Manager rather than anything particularly tactical. Uh, we could have gone for something international, but I think none of us have really had many dabblings with uh, the old international management, bar my sort of fleeting glances with Japan and Australia last year. That's pretty much my only involvement. So transfers seemed like a logical choice to keep it on point and topical. So uh, anyone want to start us off? I'll go. That, that was that was a resounding <laughs> silence. <laughs> We're all just being far too uh, British and polite. I think. No, no. After you. After you. <laughs> I think. Um, I think one thing I've always had a gripe and a grumble, and I've spoken about this many a time about the way transfers work in Football Manager and how maybe trying to buy that three hundred thousand pound rated uh, left back from a League Two team that they want, you know, seventy six million pounds for is generally speaking a bit of a crock. Um, and I was I've held this vague hope that uh, that this year when they come to do when they come to sort of work on the game and get it ready for FM eighteen, they may fix that. But I also feel now that with the signing of Neymar and, and other signings in and around that, the game has actually managed to slot right into the real transfer market right now. Um, so therefore I actually am am a little bit I don't know what I don't know what way to phrase it, but I, I had this hope that they would sort the transfer market. But I've got a funny feeling now they won't touch it. I think the issue the issue for me um, was always the case where it's this this just seems to be a little bit of almost bias against um, human managers versus AI managers. In that, and I think again I've sp- I've spoken about this as well, but it, where you where you'd go in for a player. And say he's worth thirty million, you know, you you bid forty and they want a hundred and eighty, you know, and there's sort of no wiggle room, no room for negotiation. But then two weeks later, you see that an AI team have have picked him up for thirty five. Um, yeah, and that's that's I've that's, that's that happened several times um, in saves that I've done this year, and that's my only real gripe. I mean, as Toby says, the game is kind of. It's almost forecasted what's happened in real life with the sort of ridiculous fees that are being banded around now. But the the one gripe that I've got there is just the inconsistency with the selling club when you've got an AI manager approaching them versus a human manager approaching them. Yeah. I mean, well, and the same can actually be said when when uh, Team A, uh, you've, you've been chasing a player for 40 million quid, they want 108, and then Team B walk in and offer them 35 million quid. And you go, oh, right, they've decided they'll sell him. I'll match that. No, 180. So hang on, you'll let them have him for 35 million, but you still want 180 off me. And as you say, there's no middle ground. It won't, it, they, the game is giving you a price and giving the AI, AI managers a price. Now, I'm not saying that happens every time. I've been able to walk into a deal and, and pay the same as the, 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 the next club that in the line that's you know trying to buy said player as well. But on occasion, I have had it where they're doing a deal for twenty million quid, but I can't get near it for sixty. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, I'm sure SI will sort of counter that by saying, 
well, you know, it's important to build up manager relationships and things like that. But you can't be telling me that 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 sort of differential in price is should you know purely down to your relationship with with a certain manager of a certain club. It, one thing on the game I find as well that they, well, I, I don't know how I can see them changing it, but his values, because obviously you're saying about these players, his value is 300k, but the club want like nothing less than 60 mil for him or whatever. Um, I wish there was a way you could sort of see that instead of wasting time kind of bidding for these players. I know everyone, you could say to Real Madrid, um, I want Ronaldo and they say he's not for sale, but we all know everyone's got a price. If someone came in with 300 mil for Cristiano Ronaldo, I highly highly doubt anyone would reject that or say for Coutinho as well. In the end, it came out that he had 200 mil price, but they said they didn't want to sell him. Um, I wish there was some way that football manager could Im- implement that. I'm not saying just say, right, that's because everyone has got a value. I'm not saying put this, you know, league two youngster who's going to be a worldie, not putting his value at 60 mil. But I wish there was a way that you could sort of find that a lot easier. Than but I, don't think that's, stupid... I don't think that's um, true in real life, is it? I think if if you, if you want to know the price of a player, you've got to, You've got to approach the club about it. Like there are there are tools, obviously third party tools that you yeah. can that you can get to tell you a, a player's true. Well, that's what I mean. Value, like but, if yeah, but I don't think that yeah, should be built into the app- game. Yeah, you still have to approach the club. But I mean, is it the values on players? I've said it before. Should they just remove them off a player's profile altogether? I was just about to say that maybe maybe the step is they remove the the valuation in quotation marks that's that's on a player and maybe have. A, a, reputation and, and instead or something like that reputation to, you know, or x so, amount left of um like how much left is is guaranteed in their contract how much their contract is worth until the end of the contract or something along those lines rather yeah. than just some figure that's picked out of the air based on an algorithm that we don't know yeah yeah and then and, the, and then there's always the 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 realism side of this whole scenario in, in the fact that we're talking about a mythical league two player here and if you were to go to a League Two club with, you know, three, four, five, six million quid, they'd bite your hand off. You know, they would absolutely bite your hand off because as much as this player may be, the next up-and-coming world beater that he may be, he will understand so and won't sign a new contract anyway. They are currently X amount of money in the in, in the black or in the red. They're probably in trouble. There's no way that they're going to push you for 60 million quid if you'd happily give them 5 million. You know, in most walks of, of of real life. Now we know football managers not real, and we we understand that there's elements that it can't get right. But when when dealing with a lower league club and finding these gems, these rough gems in football managers, quite tough to find at a lower league club. It's not often that you see them, but surely there should be a ceiling in which they'll say, "Yep, yeah, we'll take that. Brilliant. Thank you very much." Rather than them holding out for some astronomical fee that would not only be a feat that's worth more than their whole squad, but probably the whole club, including the ground and any money they're going to make <laughs> over the next five years. <laughs> yeah. It's just it kind of flips on I mean, its head as well. Oh, sorry. Go on. Nah, carry on, Dan. I was going to say, it kind of flips on its head with when you're selling players as well. Like, Whenever a team comes in, well, you're always expected to pay over the odds of this, you know, invented figure that your player's worth. It was expected. I always think at least fifty percent extra, if not twice the value, whatever. The but when a a team makes an approach for one of your top players, it's always massively underneath, and really takes the piss. 
Um, and if you try and negotiate up, they just go, ah, oh, no, never mind. And then your player falls out with you. Whereas yeah. I've never seen it where I'll make a, for, you know, a 50 million pound player. I make a 60, 70 million pound bid that they, and they want to leave. I've never seen it kick off with, you know, and, and the, the player kind of fall out with the team and, and all that kind of stuff. No, I've never seen it happen the other way around where it'll t- totally destroy a side because you won't let one of your players leave for less than they're worth. And it's, I've managed and you, that. Yeah, a couple of times. Yeah, I had an interest. Yeah, I've, 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 sorry, Carol. Yeah, I've, I've forced. I have forced a player into into basically getting himself put on the transfer market by uh, personally got to watch his games as well as getting your key player to speak to the media and say, "Look, come and join us." Type thing that I, does help, but I do understand where you're coming from. I think I, I think it's happened once, but, but like in in my le- most recent save where I was at uh, Villain, it happened. I think th- three or four times with different players. Where a team would come in underneath their value, they'd fall out with me. They'd want to leave. Whereas the you know it's like well, you say to them, oh you're valued at this. This is this is how much I you're valued at, and then they just fall out with you after after be placed on the transfer list and all that kind of stuff. I had an interesting one on my um, Chelsea save on stream actually. So I had uh, Trent Alexander Arnold, who I was after. I think his his sort of book price was about twelve million. Um, Liverpool wanted something ridiculous like 80 um and then it was i think it was you teach that told me to get eden hazard to go and say to the press that we're interested in him literally as soon as i did that he was put on the transfer list for 10.75 million <laughs> so winner, winner. Yeah, it was absolutely, it was absolutely ridiculous so yeah hope everyone's making notes <laughs> <laughs> so if you've got a, if you've got a captain club captain with a high reputation just um get him get him doing the job for you yeah, one of my biggest. Go on, Dave. Go sorry, on. one of my biggest gripes with transfers this year. I know you was on about earlier, uh, saying when you reject a, a like a bid off a bigger club for one of your best players. You know when they come to you and say, um, "Oh well, I want to leave to to talk to PSG, for example," and you say, "Well, you can leave, but only if their offer meets my valuation." For example, say if he's valued at thirty mil uh, on game, but you reckon you could easily get well in a real real life market, you could easily get sixty, seventy million. If you say that to him, he goes like mad. He he thinks he's only worth about twenty twenty five million, because you can never put it up. He's like, oh, that's ridiculous. I'm never worth that much. Yeah, I've noticed that. And that's one well. of that's yeah, super annoying. That's that proper feature. annoying in the game. It's a broken feature yeah. that doesn't. It wouldn't be so bad if there was different players had different reactions to that. But it just seems like it's yeah. the same every time. There's, there's no yeah. there's no sway. It's like I I need to be worth less so you can actually sell me. And it's always yeah. lower than their actual market value. If it was their market value, then fair enough. But when it's lower than their market value, it just doesn't seem to make sense at all. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a couple of other ones as well. Uh, first one is when I'm in that situation, I don't have that conversation with them. They What what, what angers me, so we'll take the example, PSG are interested in my services. Hang on a second. They haven't, paid, they haven't placed a bid yet. They've not contacted the club. Is that not yeah. tapping up? You know, if we want to try and get real <laughs> in the transfer market... Yeah, I've got I've got player X coming to me saying, uh, PSG are interested in my services and they're going to pay me a lot more money. Well, hang on a minute, son. They've not spoke to me yet. So would that not be a case where you can say, uh, to 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 the to the footballing board or the UEFA or whoever it be, hang on, I've got a, I've got an illegal tap up going on on one of my players here. That would be realistic. <laughs> That'd be nice to see in the new game. Oh, it's happened quite a few times over the last year or so. It's happened two or yeah. three times in like major transfers. To be and fair, that's a, that's it's probably happened behind what, closed doors as well. That's essentially what's happening when 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 one of your players comes comes at you. I mean, you know, when you have that generic answer, well, they've not, no one's placed a bid yet, so it's not worth talking about. 
essentially, that's got to be tapping up. So that would be a nice feature that they could maybe look at adding. And my second one would be, you can't wheel and deal in the transfer market no more. And uh, and people who've been playing this a long time, and, and most of us here have been doing, the days of picking up that player for 800 grand and moving him on, literally just two seasons later for 15 million, are dead and buried. Because every single selling team now, bar, bar a few, will always put on 50% of the profit. See, of the next I, sale. I actually have contrary experience with that, both in Spain with Recreativo and with Spurs. Uh, I signed Greg Kilty uh, for like £500,000, sold him for £7.5 to Swansea. Jeez. So that and I, he didn't play a single game for me either. It's not like I made him good. He was out on loan at Ipswich and someone else for two seasons, and then I bit I got rid of him to Swansea, who were in the Premier League. I was absolutely dumbfounded by that. And then in Recreative, although I haven't sold so many people on, I've signed players for like next to nothing. I've signed uh, Fernando Fernandino del Sole. He's got an odd name. I signed him for a hundred thousand pounds, and he's. You know he plays week in week out in the in La Liga, and he does a job. And he, his value is now like skyrocketed. No one will put a bid in for him. He might be wanted at the moment, but even so, like I think the values in Spain are a bit skewed as well. I yeah. think that, and I think you, I know you've you've sort of now delved a bit further outside of England, but predominantly playing in England. I don't think I think it's more that the fact that you're in England, which is why players tend to cost a lot more. I'm not sure what Dave's experience was like in Germany when he had that and obviously um the other English player I've had is your favorite teach Callum Gribben he signed for Spurs for 575,000 pounds yeah and I think a lot of it comes down to when you're chasing that player that's not for sale I, yeah. I understand it what I mean is if someone's transfer listed they're what I class when I'm playing football manager as an easy buy uh, but I've just seen a, a couple of messages in the chat there saying you know remove and exclude from negotiation I'm talking about when you approach a, 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 a club for a player who's not listed, a player who you've spotted, you've scouted, or whatever reason you've come across him, you go to buy him, and they've actually locked in upon your approach straight away. You know, the minute the minute that you've approached and you've offered some money, they're locking in fifty percent straight away. You can actually and, um, game the system, though. You can if you add it into the the initial offer. If you yeah. add ten percent of the, of the future transfer, and then click remove and exclude then that's locked into it then yeah true well yeah. i never thought about that the old yeah. sort of the old yeah. the old spinner as it were yeah um but uh, but yeah as i say it's just something that you're finding more and more clubs doing because a lot of the fun i used to have many many moons ago it's something i do less and less nowadays it's maybe because of the way transfer fees have gone over the over the last few versions of the game as i used to love just going out and and filling my reserve squad with players that i actually had no intention of doing anything with but I could see value in. And even if that value was relatively small, so pick up a player for 300 grand and move him on for 3.7 million and such like, um, those, those, I say, it just seems to be a little bit a little bit dead and buried now because everyone wants either so much money, clauses are getting added, and it's it's becoming to the point where, for me, it's felt quite you know quite a waste of time. Yeah, the, the only time I've ever been able to move on someone for a big, big profit is if it is literally you sign someone that no one's seen and they're in your first team. I've I've not done that wheeling, like you say, wheeling and dealing. Reserve players being sold for five five plus million for for years and years. But for example, there was a couple of players with um, again with Villem signed a striker for a million quid 
think it was two and a half seasons later, he was gone for 11 and a half. Um, assigned a Dutch midfielder, 600k, and then I was when I was when I left, I was turning down offers of five six million because uh, he was because yeah. he was so good. But but no one that I've picked up on on for peanuts played in the reserves or sent out on loan and then turned into a few million quid. No, certainly not to the frequency or the, that I have in the past. Yeah, I think the only ever time I brought someone for very very small amounts and sold them for big is if. They were like fringe player or first team player. I think I did it twice when I was in Germany. Uh, brought a player from uh, Japan uh, for like less than 100k. Sold him for 40 million a year after Whoa. to Bayern Munich. That's a massive markup. Yeah, it's it's, ma- it's like so. Like, for example, say uh, I know it's a little bit different. Spurs brought Deli Ali for like five million from MK Dons after a full season in the Premier League. They probably could have got about 40, 50 million for him. <clears throat> to be fair, well, in this current market, definitely as well. I think. The only way to really do it this year, I think, is by picking up free free players. Um, I yeah, did it yeah. with AC Milan, where I picked up uh, Depay on a free when his Man United contract ran out. I played him as a rotation option for a year and got thirty eight million for him at the end of the first season. That's the first insane! Season. Absolutely yeah. that insane! My, yeah, but that's that that's leads to my next point. If you yeah. if you end up if you're if you can bring a player in who's a fringe player, so I won my last season with Burnley in the in the network save with Dupe. I've got players who I really don't rate. But they're worth thirty-five and forty million quid. Jeez, you know. But it's by nature of the fact that you've had success, and therefore the players had success. Yeah, yeah. The value goes up. Yeah, reputation goes up. I've noticed yeah. that if you you have a crap player, say in well, seen it in the championship, less than worth than less than a million pounds, they haven't really played. You win the league, you go up to the Premier League, the value goes up to about five, six, seven million. Then That's Jamie Vardy effect. Yeah, as if you've won the championship, Dave. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Come on now. <laughs> now quickly, uh, I'm ca- cautious of time and so on, but like uh, we're talking about the features, like football manager said, like three little features on deadline day, if we could call them features, obviously. Uh, so there was one when uh, Arsenal rejected two bids for Callum Chambers. Football manager quoted it and put in FM18. You can reject or accept all offers fr- for a player straight from your inbox. Um, I know you can do this from the transfer screen, uh, say with loans for a young player when like 10 teams come in for a loan bid. I'm pretty sure you can't do it from your inbox. Uh, the other two were fans will react differently on social media to loan signings compared with permanent signings, which I don't think is a massive feature because obviously it's on the social media side. Um, similar to uh, when Mbappe joined PSG, more con- uh, contextual social posts mean fans will have more of a say when a player moves to a rival club. And then the last one um, was in FM18. You'll see a graphical representation of a big, of the biggest spending clubs and leagues during the transfer window, uh, which is what we were on about earlier with it, that ESPN thing. Yeah, like I said earlier, I really hope those aren't classed as features. If they are, if they are classed as actual features, I'm going well, to be the only the only time, <laughs> yeah, the only time they'll be classed as features in, is when Miles says there's like six thousand new features in the game, and that'll probably just be I'll, I'll, count as one. I'll clarify the features thing for you all now. Um, the, that's a that is quite evidently a fallout from it just being a development studio. So when you are developing anything, whether it be a piece of software, a game, or whatever, uh, anything that changes anything is a feature. It's just how they how they actually but you know how how things are termed it's it's a completely arbitrary term um so that's why there's often so many changes so any any database change yeah like in terms of that's because they'll they'll pull that information from however they decide to log each of these changes for whenever whenever a developer logs in a change to the code base 
that's classed as potentially as a feature. So for a particular, I, I'm, I don't want to get all businessy with, with you all, but that's basically why those things are classed as features, even though they seem completely, you know, insignificant. Um, so, but that's pretty much the reasoning why. Uh, by all means, Miles, completely correct me if you are ever listening to this, uh, which would be lovely if he, he wanted to actually, you know, maybe discuss their development process with us. That would be marvellous, actually. I think everyone would enjoy a bit of that just to understand a bit further uh, from rather than us guessing how they do things, actually having a better understanding of how they do things. Um, we'll wrap up the team meeting there then. I think that was quite an interesting sort of in-depth discussion, really, with in regards to how we've done things in the past and also um, what we're perhaps hoping for in the future. Um, it's now time for, well, what probably everyone is looking forward to, but before that, I thought I'd ask for uh, questions because we do have a Q&A at the end of the uh, the show. So uh, if you have got any questions for us, whether it be FM related, whether it be WeStream FM related or anything else relating to any of us, then uh, by all means, drop them down in the chat. This is the benefit of watching us live. You get to interact with us live. Um, if you're not, then uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever else you're listening to us on, uh, you can obviously join in with this liveness on over on Twitch. Uh, the links will be available at the end of the show or indeed floating throughout the chat or as part of the description in the pod, depending on how you're listening to it. Anyway, uh, there may be no cheerleaders in skimpy skirts or local oddballs trying to hit the crossbar with an oversized inflatable, but we do have Curtis Quiz. Take it away. Oh, we haven't got dupe here to do the jingle. Oh. But, but I do love, I do, I'm really growing to love your uh, your little intro to the quiz I, no, i'm a big fan do of you that. like it i i I, do. I i toyed with uh changing it every week but i Please. thought there's kind of limited things once you get past the skimpy shirt uh skimpy shirts i mean we're not playing in italy um skimpy shirt uh, i said it again skirts uh or oversized inflatables i uh, you, what you what else have you got half halfway uh you got crossbar challenge uh, yeah um, never change it never change it matt yeah we'll just keep it yeah that's fine <laughs> <laughs> right so um the theme of this week's quiz is transfer special. Uh, aptly, obviously, you know, like I said last week, I'm nothing if not topical. Um, I will just run you quickly through the rules again. Um, so the Viking Dan rule is now in in place. So if you do get a question wrong, you are subject to minus point. Um, it's fastest finger first or fastest to yell the name first. If you get that question wrong, it then reopens up to the room and then you have to re-buzz in, if you like. Uh, In the matter of a tie, we do have a tiebreaker question. And if you get the question right, obviously you're the winner. If you get the question wrong, then the other person is the winner. So, uh, let's start with question one. Question one, which defender has signed for Chelsea on two separate transfer deadline dates. Dave. That is Azapardi. David Luiz. David Luiz is correct. Come on, the boys. Off to, a, off to a flying start. Question number two. Please play along in the chat as well. Uh, if you're quick enough, you should be able to get in there. Uh, question number two. Kuki has been a popular wonder kid in FM17, but from which club can you sign him at the start of the game? That was Dave, I think. Oh, Malaga. Is correct. That was very close. That's probably the closest buzz we've ever had. I would agree. That was pretty damn close. 
<clears throat> just had the D and Dave before the T and Teach. It was a Deech. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody to the Deech. <laughs> Question number three. Which Spanish striker bought on deadline day 2011 remains the most expensive Premier League deal? Teach. That is Teach. Torres. Torres is correct. He's on the board. Question number four. Name the popular Nigerian defender that could be picked up as a free transfer in Champman 0102. That is Nerd. Taribo West. Taribo West. I was only four. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) All the excuses flying about now. Were you that old back then, Dave? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Johnny Johnny 5-5 straight in there, Taribo West. Well done. Uh, Question number five. Coutinho's move to Barcelona is probably the biggest transfer not to happen in the last window. But from which club did Liverpool sign him from? In- Dan. Nerd. That is Dan. Inter. Inter Milan is correct. Well done. Very good. I didn't screw up. <laughs> <laughs> no one's had minus points yet. That's good. Is that Dan's first Dan's point Dan's going to get it next. That is Dan's <laughs> first point ever, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrating chat. Congrats, mate. Let's take a moment. Golden Cup Let's check. take a moment for this. <laughs> Question number six. FM Wonderkid, Renato Sanchez, signed for Swansea on loan. Dave. Dave. Um, I'm going to go for Sporting (laughs) Lisbon. That is minus one. Dan. (laughs) Teach. Dan. Benfica. Minus one. Teach. Teach. 85. Is correct. Oh, I was going to say, I was wait- damn it. I was waiting for someone to be like clever enough and uh, like wait for the question to be asked rather than Renato oh. Sanchez. And then I thought he, <laughs> I thought he was going to say the answer was going to be Swansea, but then he said Swansea City. After I said it, I was like, crap. Superb. I thought that was just going to be Nerd's question. <laughs> I would have just uh, waited for you to finish and finish then, the question yeah. then, Chris. Yeah. Uh, question number seven. Oh, what about the Sanchez question? Oh, finish the question. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sanchez was signed for Swansea on loan and was given the number 35 after his request for which number was turned down by the Premier League. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that is minus two for Dan. Hey, come on. <laughs> question number seven. Talking of squad numbers, which number has Wilfred Bonney decided to take at Swansea? Dave. Dave? Two. Number two is correct. Come on. Well done. Um, Question number eight. Which Premier League team spent the most during the last transfer window? Dave. That is Teach. Manchester City. Man City is correct. Oh, it sounded like me on there, but then I heard my name well late on (laughs) on the audio. Brilliant. Good, cool story, Dave. Russell. Get better (laughs) into (laughs) that. Question number nine. Who recently became the most expensive English player of all time when he signed for fifty-three million? Teach. Teach. Oh God. Walker. Carl Walker is correct. I oh. really thought I fluffed it then, just for a second. <laughs> yeah. No. Fifty-three <sighs> million. Just usurping John Stones, I think. Uh, possibly John Stones. Anyway. Uh, last question, number ten. One of my favourite ever players in the game, ever, Mark Kerr, legendary on Ch- Championship Nerd. Manager 0102. Nerd. 
Falkirk. Falkirk is correct. Boom. <sighs> right, we have a clear... Have you been giving him the questions again? No. <laughs> <laughs> we have a clear winner this week. I'll do it in reverse order. So Dan made an improvement yeah. on his minus two. Zero. Uh, on zero. So congratulations, <laughs> Dan. Oh, yeah. Uh, tied second on two points apiece. Dave and Nerd. And outright winner this week with four points is Mr. Teach. So round of applause, please, for Mr. Teach. Beautiful. Well done, superb, superb stuff. Thus ends the quiz. Well done. Ooh. Well done, Christoph. That was lovely. Right on the right on the predictions, right in the quiz. I tell you what, we'll just call it a draw. Here. It's like <laughs> gone <too> like <laughs> This is the it's teach like show. has been on the monster. It's like he has been on the monster. Like he oh. doesn't have a fridge full of it. <laughs> <laughs> Monster, if you're listening, you know uh, you know who you need to sponsor. <laughs> have, have you had any news on that yet, Teach? None whatsoever. None whatsoever. I will keep on chomping. Oh, well, you keep on chundering over that. But uh, whilst Teach c- continues to email Monster furiously for sponsorship, uh, we have a bigger matter at hand, and that is the matter of the Wonder Kid Hall of Fame. Now Ooh. we've 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 had three so far. Is that three or is it two? We had two, three. We've technically three. had three, haven't we? Yes. Uh, yep. So we've had Freddie Adu and Robbie Keane both enter the Hall of Fame. We've had one failure so far, which was John Fleck. And now the next entrant, to, to whom might enter. And it is down to us. We are the judge, jury and executioners. Executioners. Executioners <laughs> of... of whether they enter or not, and they'll be—it's based upon their uh, their sort of proficiency in terms of how much of a wonder kid they actually were, both in football manager terms and real life, and then how well we also had uh, any good experiences of them in our own sort of football manager experience. So, um, I'm going to hand you over to Mr. Dave Azapardi uh, for entrant number four or at least trialist number four i suppose we should call them trialists until they're yeah. actually in uh, it's going to be mr luca modric so uh, take it away mr dave so luca modric he was born the 9th of september 1983 so he's now aged 31 he's a croatian footballer who currently plays for real madrid and he's the captain of the croatia national team he plays obviously as a central midfielder but he can also play as an attacking midfielder or defensive midfielder and according to wikipedia usually deployed as a deep line playmaker which uh, obviously gets us with the fm terms as well um i'm going to pass it over to one of you guys because i've not had much experience with him other than when he was at spurs and i'm not too sure if you can still sort of class him as a wonder kid when he was at spurs but uh if someone else wants to take over i don't mind taking over um, I'll first of all correct you on his date of birth 1985 not 1983 I was, think, I was thinking <laughs> that I wasn't going to say anything I thought we might have let it I don't say. know why I said 3 yeah 1985 <laughs> it does say that I don't know why I said 83 yeah um, he's particularly when he was at Zagreb 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 he was uh, quite quite popular in in the football manager scene I suppose I cannot remember for the life of me which he made his first appearance though uh, I'm not sure if it was 05 or 06. It may have even been 07, actually. I'm really trying... This was sort of back in the days where forums were really prevalent for sort of information like this, and you get the Wonder Kid lists all over the place. And I'm, so I'm really sort of... I dredged my my brain early. I even scrolled through uh, sort of old posts to try and work out where he first sort of appeared in Football Manager, and I couldn't find a sort of conclusive answer, unfortunately. 
I had a really good experience with him uh, in a in a sort of I, I inherited him uh, from Spurs, who at the time uh, hadn't actually signed him in real life, but he'd uh, he'd been signed by them in the team I inherited on a journeyman save I had, I think, on FM Ten. And oh, he was just it, at this point he would have been more of a, a left-sided um, attacking midfielder or or an AM, and he was just oh just incredible. He scored bangers from everywhere, incredible dribbling ability, could pass the uh, the ball through the Ivan needle. He was absolutely marvellous. I don't really have any facts and figures because I don't actually have any real screenshots from that save other than one, which was when Paul Ince was trying to start a a, wor- a war of words with me and he got shot down pretty <laughs> sharpish. Uh, and rightfully so, I would say. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone else has had much much of an, a sort of experience with him. I've used him a few times. I won't go as far as saying that. I've, I never used him as a wonder kid. It's got to be said. I uh, I never remember signing Luca at a very very young age or or anything like that. But over the years, I've he's slotted into a number of my Manchester United squads. And when you're saying about trying to remember what he did as a player at, in your time at your club, it's quite difficult because I, I say this all the time, but. That that sort of deep lying role or that central midfield role uh, on on football manager is I've always called it sort of a, an unsung hero position. I think it's it's quite hard to have a player stand out from the crowd there. Um, I think getting anywhere anywhere over a seven rating in that position across the course of a season is very good, and Luca always did that. Um, and even more so, he's a player who's matured quite a lot and, and is like a fine wine got better with age. Um, <laughs> He's certainly is certainly a masterclass both on the game and in real life right now, uh, but yeah, for the few times I've used him, I never once had a bad experience with him whatsoever. But uh, as I say, did I ever sign him as a as a teenager? No, no, I did not. But uh, but when I did use him, glorious. I'd say my experiences are the same. To be honest, um, I never picked him up. Not to my memory, anyway. Never picked him up as a wonder kid, but I've certainly used him. You know recently like I've, I've done bits where i've played with tottenham or picked him up on a free or um played you know the a brief spell where i was doing a challenge with real madrid um and yeah just a phenomenal player um he's obviously lived up to the hype that was put around him as well because he's as as well maybe not quite the, the the speed demon kind of dribbling wonder player but he's uh certainly a top, top, top player, evidenced by the fact that he's been, you know, one of the first names on the team sheet at Real Madrid for the past what five years. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, it. He's got to be one of the. He's, well, he's certainly the first entrant that we've had, or first trialist that we've had into the, the Hall of Fame that's actually won a uh, a Champions League, not just once but thrice. Uh, he's <laughs> he's he's got you know Croatian Footballer of the Year so many times. It's unbelievable. Team of the years for both like FIFA World Eleven and UEFA Team of the Year. He has so many personal accolades; it's mental. Um, it's you know, <laughs> he is he's definitely lived up lived up to his own hype. I, could, I don't think you could have put it any better, to be honest. Dan, Chris, have you had any experience with uh, using Mister Modric? No, I never used the bugger. Never used him. <laughs> you're you're not very much use, are you? No, I, I, I mean, there's no disputing that he's obviously a phenomenal player, but I've um. I I don't ever remember using him as a kid <clears throat> and I I didn't have I I never I didn't own FM10 FM11 maybe when he was sort of um uh, you know sort of coming up through the, the, the in reputation so I I don't know I've just never used him whenever whenever if I've wanted to use him in sub, you know subsequent versions of the game he's always been too expensive so 
Just someone that's never... I've never crossed paths with him. Just one of those things. Oh, they're very honest of you. We'll go around the room then for to see if uh, whether he's going to get in or not. Uh, we'll start off with... Uh, as as we've sort of finished off with Chris, we'll start off with him. Uh, yes or no, sir? Is he in or not? No. I no. Just, no. I mean, you wow. know, there's, there's no disputing that obviously he's gone on to do great things and... But I, as a as a as a football manager wonder kid, I because I've never used him. I can't. I can't. I hand on heart. I can't put him in the wonder kid hall of fame. Marvelous! Wow. Okay, Dave. What do you rex? Ah, oh, I'm sort of in the same boat as Chris. I mean, I've obviously used him, but I don't think I'm, I ever really used him at the the wonder kid stage. Um... <clears throat> And I think he was sort of a wonder kid at that stage where I wasn't really taking FM too seriously at that sort of age. So I'm going to say no as well. Oh, my God. One of the most decorated players of his generation. He's <laughs> <laughs> one vote off, not even getting in. Crazy stuff. Right, uh, teach. Stand up and be counted, I tell you. Regardless of whether I got to use him as a, at a younger age or not, um, he was in no doubt a wonder kid within the realms of football manager. For that alone, he ticks that box. When you look at him in real world football right now, which is one of the other boxes that we look to tick, he is out and out. He's up in the top three or four midfielders in the world, recognised for all the plaudits that he gets. And I think, and I think maybe most sort of maybe Tottenham fans will have been devastated. And I think as a as a Premier League fan. I don't think I'd realised what we'd lost in Modric until he'd been at Madrid and settled after his first year. Quality player, and for me, is an absolute in. Wow. Well, okay, that that brings some suspense back. Uh, te- uh, teach. I've just we just had teach Dan. Sorry. What do you think? The, the other monk. Yeah, the other monk. Um. <laughs> See, it, 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 it is difficult sometimes. Enormous. <laughs> All sound the same. Oh, cheers, mate. Shots. <laughs> Shots. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess it depends on on how you make the call, whether it is whether you've used him as a wonder kid or whether you think they've lived up to the hype that was that was in Football Manager. And I think I don't think there's any doubt that he's turned into one of the world's best players. Um, and the fact that Football Manager predicted that, I think there's 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 no doubt he should be in it. Marvellous. Okay, so that leaves Ooh, deciding vote. The swing vote. Um, I'm probably the only person who's probably had quite a lot of use with him, to be honest. Um, you can't doubt... Oh, his, oh, indeed, indeed. You can't doubt his, uh, his talents. Uh, the fact that he's got so many personal accolades, he's remarkably decorated, and he's incredible in Football Manager. He's in. That's it. I, I, in I vote yes. Whoa. So he is the third. Yes, the correct. Uh, the the correct. correct. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it, it. It turned into a, a Brian Clough paraphrase because I can't quite remember the quote all the time. But we we talked about it for ten minutes, and in the end, we worked out that I was right. So I mean, I mean, God help, God help, Tom Madeira and 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 Chernel Samba when it comes round to Dave. Nah, I don't know. I was too young. I never used him. There's no way he's getting in. He's not even going to know that Tom Madeira doesn't actually exist. <laughs> he, he, Who's Wayne Rooney? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well there we go. So uh, I think Mr. Modric deserves a round of applause if he even if he never hears it. He's in. 
There's, go, there's right? no Everyone way. That, there's no way. Everyone his, knows uh, the drill. You've got to try and get into the wiki. It's probably locked yeah, down. Yeah, I was going to say need, there's no way. The well, I, I just had a look, and I've been banned from editing Wikipedia. Apparently, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm IP banned for three me. months. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. That they do not like the Dave. That is quite funny. Uh, <laughs> right okay so if you want to try and i don't think you can i think it is locked anyway but never mind um we can pretend that we've edited his wikipedia page if someone wants to tweet at him if he hasn't blocked you that on that either dave that'd be marvelous just to say that he's you know he's won something to add to his sort of already relatively full personal trophy cabinet that'd be marvelous uh mr curty as usual you've probably been keeping a a, a particularly keen eye on the uh the chat have we got any questions for the QA? We have. We've got a couple. Um, our very own Fat Man Dupe asked... Um, I hope you're enjoying your holiday, Dupe, by the way. Um, he asked, what have been your favourite saves this year? Ooh. Good question. That is a good question. Start. I'll, oh. I'll go. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, it was the, the non-leaked Champions League Stockport County adventure. Uh, that got me on yeah on on sports broadcasts in America. Well, I say sports broadcasts on on web sports websites in America, getting interviewed and stuff. And it was just the first the first time in a long time that I played a, a save for so long and really really enjoyed it and not just given up on it. And had possibly the best regen ever. Not not in the fact that he was actually the best regen in terms of stats or in terms of attributes or anything. Just in terms of he came we we picked him up on a free in non league as an eighteen year old and he ended up as the club captain, picking up the Champions League and finishing his career as the top scorer in the history of Stockport County. And that is the one and only Dean Hughes. Can you can you talk about your uh your interviews? Because I'm I i was not aware of this. Yeah. It was with um USA Today. Wow. <laughs> yeah, USA wow. Today got in touch the the sports desk at USA Today got in touch with me about it because one of their editors um, was watching was watching the stream. Got in touch with me, wanted to do an interview about it. Um, I did a. It was like a, a non-broadcast interview, but yeah, I've got a, an article on USA Today about it. I can I can link you later if you please like. Please do, yeah, please. Yeah, it's, yeah. Already it's already in the chat. It's yeah. already linked. Raz oh, yeah. is on it. Look at that. <laughs> I was half expecting like you to say that. Yeah, they thought it was real football, and <laughs> 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 because America. Um, yeah, that's yeah. disappointing that it was actually legitimate. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm really disappointed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy, and it, yeah, and it's still I think to this day. It's, well, I say to this day, it was this year. But I think it's the most fun, uh, the most I've ever enjoyed a save, and certainly the best one this year. You know, without a shadow of a doubt. See, I've I've had only two saves this year, which is more than the one I had last year. Um, I'm still currently enjoying the Recreativo save. It, it sort of went on a hiatus and I've brought it back to Twitch, having sort of resurrected it from YouTube. And I just, re- I've got fond memories of the players, not to mention the, the numerous penile references that I managed to insert huh. kind of at will without insert even needing what? to try. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Same as I've just dropped one in there as well that uh, Dan fortunately picked up on. Uh, the Spurs save was good, but it got to the point where I was getting very annoyed that. All of these other sort of play, uh, other teams that I was facing against could just sign whoever they wanted, and then the whole Brexit thing and getting the easy Brexit really just destroyed any hope of having fun with that save anymore. So it needed to die, I think. Um, so I was enjoying it until 
I wasn't enjoying it anymore. But yeah, the Recreativo save has been a bit, it's been good fun this year. And you're revisiting it now. Exactly. The Recreativo revisitation. It sounds like it's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of R's. You're going to be struggling if you're, you're Chinese. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what about you, Teach? I mean, you've you've had quite a f- I know on YouTube you only, you only had the one, but you've had quite a few with Dupe. So have you? Uh, which have you sort of preferred one over any of the others? Um, I think I've enjoyed them all just as much. I mean, obviously, network save is 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 a bit of a thing right now uh, for me, and and I think when you're playing in a network save, you realise how much you can enjoy the game so much more with 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 one other person. But I think my favourite save is actually the one we're doing right now, and it's not because I'm enjoying it with one person, but I'm enjoying it with a, with a group of people, you know, with a handful of people. So for anyone who who doesn't know, uh, Dupe is of course on holiday at the moment, and in the meantime, it was uh, it was a decision that I made to also almost do a a teach versus the We Stream FM lads, and uh, there's only been two there's only been two streams of it at the moment. Uh, the first one was against the co-managers that are Friday Night FM and and Raz, and then the second one, which was yesterday against yourself, Mister One True Nerd, um, and I like the idea for anyone to give an idea. It's a passing of the baton almost. It's the guys take control for, for fundamentally a three-hour stream, and then the next one sort of almost tag in for the next stream, and they get left with either what's been been built amazingly for them or get left picking up the pieces from the manager beforehand. So, aside from the fact that it's not a save that I'm I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hugely invested in, but it's a save I'm enjoying because of the nature in which we're, we're in which we're doing the save. I'm getting to play with different people every couple of days. It's great camaraderie, great spirit, great banter to be had. And uh, the next, the next one of them is coming up on Wednesday. I'm thoroughly looking forward to. And then there's more coming up thereafter and thereafter, uh, effectively where everybody is going to get their fair crack. So, um, is is it a save and invested in? No. Is it the one I've enjoyed most? Yes, because it's very different than any of the other saves I've done this year. Nicely, nicely put, sir. Uh, Christoph. Um, well, I've only I've only done a handful of saves really this year. Um, so I did my Arsenal save. In the beta, we've had. I've had. A, I've had an offline save with Man United. Um, my older shot save, which is, I'm still very much in the middle of, uh, and I'm into my final season with Chelsea on on Twitch. Um, I have enjoyed the older shot save. I think. I think that's probably been my favourite. Um, I haven't done a kind of non-league to to. Well, I mean, I'm jumping the gun a bit. I mean, we're in the championship now, so we've 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 done a you know we've done pretty well so far. But I've not done that kind of where you grow a a non-league team and try and build them up for a while. So that's the save I've enjoyed the most, I think, this year. Excellent, nicely put, Dave. Uh, I'm presuming your answer is going to be the one that you've survived at the longest. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, Three days for now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was two actually. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit sure. <laughs> now, um, obviously, I've had a number of saves for uh, reasons we won't talk about. But um, uh, probably I enjoyed the Rotherham save that I did on YouTube quite a lot. I think a lot of people enjoyed it as well. It was a different sort of challenge, just trying to actually keep them up in the championship and then try and build from there. Uh, so I probably enjoyed that one the most. Obviously, some of the streaming stuff at the moment is a bit more chilled out and so on, but like for a proper save that I've done this year, uh, probably the Rotherham save. Did you get a sack from Rotherham, Dave? 
no comment. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, gen- I wasn't taking the piss. I generally c- I genuinely can not sign up. Party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a great speech. I'm lying. I knew that. <laughs> Russell, am I the only one that's not been sacked this year? I haven't no, been, been sacked. sacked. I so nearly got Dave sacked. Then. So, so basically, Dave is the only one. Just me by about sacked. four or five times. Yeah. He's making up for the rest of us. <laughs> How many times have you been Wolves this year, Dave? Uh, three times. <laughs> no, the first one I didn't get. No, I didn't get sacked the first time. Though I've only been sacked once from Wolves. Oh, it's still funny. I've though. only been sacked once. Defensive there, Dave. Yeah. Um, have we got any more questions? Uh, one more. Yeah. We've got time for one more, I think. One more. Okay. Ranger Whiskey asks. Uh, which of the Wonder Kids in this year's game do we think will go on to fulfil their potential? And on the flip side, which do we think might be piled in with the Cherno Sambas and Freddy Adus of the world? Well, it's got to be Mbop. Mbop. Yeah, I think I think there are quite a few sort of well-known Wonder Kids in the game, aren't there, that are already playing at the top level, like Mbappe, you've got Martial, Rashford, players like that. Um, someone like Kuki is probably an interesting one. He, maybe he won't go on to fulfil his potential. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I've not followed him in real life, but we could see how he develops. Yeah, Frank probably just be one Kesse. Of Frank Kessie, or Moise Keen as well. Moise Keen. Yeah, they're still really, really young. It's hard to tell at the moment until they start sort of getting first team football. I think we'll have to give it five years, I think, and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds I mean, like the diplomatic them, answer, doesn't it? I was going to say, we're all sitting on the fence there, aren't we? <laughs> one of the more interesting ones was, uh, you know, Gabriel Barbosa, who obviously, like, a year or two ago was, like, ridiculous. He had a, a loan. Obviously, he's at Inter Milan now. He was meant to be going on loan to Burnley on deadline day, but the, his work permit failed. So he ended up going to Benfica in the end. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because two years ago, yeah. when, he got his mo- well, when he got his move to Europe, Everyone's thinking, oh, yeah, here he comes. This is going to be superb. And it just hasn't materialised for him. Not yet. And, you know, even like players like Renato Sanchez as well, maybe he's sort of been, okay, it's down to probably down to connections between Paul Clement and Ancelotti. But the fact that he's on loan at Swansea, I don't know. It's a 60 million pound European Championship winner to relegation battle. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't (laughs) scream that uh, maybe his manager sees him at the top level. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's it's going to be interesting to watch him this season. I think Ben Woodburn a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you just seem overly bitter because he scored a goal for Wales yesterday. <laughs> Hell of a goal. Deserves it. Definitely deserves the biggest upgrades available on that side <laughs> because he scored one goal. <laughs> I did see something that li- like a load of Liverpool players are going to get big upgrades this year. Oh, that was in the Discord, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. yeah I, spotted, I spotted that in the Discord. Well, that's a, that's a time for a plug for the Discord, then. That is perfect. I, I love how you've... That you've, segue. That, that perfectly segues into uh, into uh, what I'm about to say now, yeah. So, uh, before we say goodbye, I just wanted to, to remind you all that we do indeed have a uh, Discord server, the WeStream FM Discord server, Um all of which we all participate in, including Mr. Dupe, who's off on his jollies at the moment. And we've recently gained a new streaming member, Mr. Clan, as well. So, in fact, we've added Clan to the Clan. I feel like there's lots of clanning going on. <laughs> anyway, uh, how how do we end this, I suppose? By saying goodbye, that's how you end things. So, uh, starting off with our guest for this evening, Viking Dan. Uh, where can everyone find you? 
Um, just twitch.tv slash VikingDan, and then on YouTube and Twitter, it's VikingDanTV, and I'm still in discussions with people that own those. <laughs> <laughs> Money will be exchanged. Oh dear, that sounds yeah. like uh, that's going to court. Uh, sounds ominous. <laughs> Teach, where can people find you? Without your partner in crime this week, strangely enough. I know, I know, I feel so lonely. Uh, Twitter, it's uh, teach underscore underscore FM, because much for the same reasons, people had my name, god damn you. Uh, on YouTube, it's teach FM with no spaces, and then on t- on, twit- on Twitter, no, on Twitch, it's teach underscore live for obvious reasons. And you can find me there on Wednesday. Oh, oh indeed. Oh. Oh, you, well, you've dropped that bombshell now, haven't you, Dan? Nobody oh. knew. Screwed it. Nobody knew. Screwed it. There we go. We Whoops. Well, we're going gonna to have to bloody... We're going to just have to plug away That's now. Another. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, Dan is taking hold of the baton, as it were, on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, see you there. That's another minus point for Dan there as well. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I please. Viking minus Dan. There we go. That's the new nickname. I'll just call you minus Dan. Uh, Dave, where can people find you, sir? Uh, Dave as a party on YouTube or Dave as a party FM on Twitter and Twitch. Lovely stuff. And Christoph, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Curti FM, and CurtiFM dot com. Still in development. Three three weeks on. <laughs> but I'm, 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 I'm waiting for the, the the fanfare day of when that's actually live and not under <laughs> well, it is, development. It, it is live. It's just um, it, and it's, it's live. Sorry, I had to get it, that in. It's, it's you know it's not. As it will be, so you know. I, just I really like, hope after all this build-up, it's just the geosites template. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that under construction geosites. WordPress. WordPress.com. <laughs> and you can find me if you wish to on uh, Twitter and YouTube at One True Nerd UK and on Twitch at One True Nerd. Uh, don't forget to join the WeStream FM Discord server. All the li- all of the links for us will be floating around the Twitch chat as we speak, or as I speak, and they'll also be available in the description of the podcast. So it's nice and easy for you to just click on them and go and follow each of us, subscribe to each of us, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Of course, if you're not wit- witnessing live, they'll be available on the iTunes and the SoundCloud if you've enjoyed this pod, then please do leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. And uh, if you're a SoundCloudite, then drop us a follow on there as well. This has been Five Star Potential, a WeStream FM production, and we'll see you all bright and breezy 9pm next week. Say goodbye, chaps. Cheerio. Goodbye, chaps. Bye. Catch you later. See you in a bit. Tatty bye, everyone. Nighty night.